Hello, my lovelies, and I hope you're having the best days possible. Now that we're two days away from Christmas, I'm sure that you are all busy with preparing and wrapping gifts and making food and all those things that come along with Christmas and the reason that we're stressed out, right? So first thing I want to do is welcome any of you that are coming on to listen to me for the first time. And welcome back to all of you that have been listening to me. I really appreciate your support. And please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers. I'll post the link in the description. All right, so what is today's topic? It seems, I've been doing this for about a year now, and it seems like the most popular podcast that I have is the diagnosis one, right? <laughs> the one that um, lists the different traits of a narcissist. So I'm going to do another narcissistic traits podcast episode right now. Try and focus on those things that are not common. Because when all of you realize that your mother, father, aunt, uncle, sister, boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse was a narcissist, they didn't really go into, and by they I mean wherever you got the information from, right? Wherever you realize, oh my God, they, they are a narcissist, they didn't go into the specifics. Now, I am going to be... um focusing more on the narcissistic mother here. Okay. This is the mother traits. Um, and these are things that some of them you will be like, yeah, I knew that. And some you'll be like, oh wow, that is something that had never occurred to me. Now I'm going to start with this. The, the most important and I think what wraps a narcissist up in a nutshell, if there's one word that I could use, is control. The one thing that a narcissist must have in order to thrive is control over their children, their spouse, their situation, right? And the reason I say that is because that is is their biggest fear is losing the control, right? Losing the fact that their child is no longer going to listen to them and do what they say. Or their spouse is going to say, look, I'm, I'm done with you, see you, bye, and walk away, right? They need to have control over everyone. They must bend everyone to their will. So that is the word. So whenever I hear anyone, a friend telling me that their spouse controls them, my first instinct is, man, that's a narcissist, right? I mean, is every person that's controlling a narcissist? No, but who the heck wants to be with a controlling person? And I will 
reiterate here, I will say it again. A diagnosis of narcissism is not necessary for you to say, you know what? You are toxic in my life. I don't need you in my life. So it's okay, right? It doesn't, they don't have to be a narcissist. They can be just a bad person, a person who is not good to you. It doesn't matter. I know that it, it, it just, it's important for you in your own head because it happened to me that you have diagnosed this person with something. But um, being a jerk or an a-hole is good enough for me. I don't need to, I don't need to hear the word narcissist. You treat me bad, you don't belong in my life. All right, so let's get started. Somebody said control. And one of the ways to control is to live through the child, right? They will give you advice based on what they would do themselves, but because they want to control what you do. They want to make sure you're doing what they're saying they want you to do most of the times because they want you to fail. Okay. I'll say it again because that's a hard one to swallow. They want you to fail. They do not want you to succeed. I'm going to give you one example, personal example. And that is I suffer from anxiety and panic attacks and depression, right? Like most of us here. And, um, I have specific work anxiety and in the years, every time I got, I went on an interview and got a job offer, I would immediately go to therapy. I'd go to my psychiatrist. I try to make it so that I would be able to work. So what did my mother do? She told me to stop doing that, to stop trying to go to therapy and fix myself or try to do things so that I could go through with working because she didn't want me to succeed. These people, these mothers are are bad people and their supply is our failure. So the way to get back at them is to be successful. I'm not working right now. There's a pandemic and I wasn't working beforehand. So this is going to be hard for me to recover from. But you know what? For the first time in a long time, I feel like I'm ready. I'm ready to work again. And I don't know if the anxiety is going to come rushing back or if it's going to be just normal anxiety. But I'm ready. And that's where I want all of you to be. Ready to do whatever it is that you haven't taken the step to do yet. And that's realizing that you had someone who was preventing you from doing that thing. All right. Time is moving. So we definitely want to move on from, um, from that. Okay. So another thing, of course, and you guys all know this is grandiosity and superiority. Um, This is when they have an inflated image, self-image, and this is the image that they portray to other people, okay? So my mother's image was the saint, and as I got older and I realized that that 
thing that she was trying to portray to the world was crap. Um, I started calling her the Virgin Mary and things like that. Because that's how she portrayed herself. Oh, I was a virgin when I met your father. He's the only man in my life. Blah, 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 blah. I know none of that is true. And her grandiosity was directly tied to her using that against me. Right? Because if she is such a perfect saintly person, I could never reach that. So she would use it against me constantly, right? And and one of the biggest things was being a virgin when you got married. Such crap. I'm sorry. It is. It is such crap. Virginity, um, being a virgin when you get married is just stupid in my opinion. And, and again, it's my opinion. Please don't take offense to it. That, that's just my opinion about it. But when you, you have sex... Before you're married and you have a mother that is completely Catholic and and uses it against you and you're not, you know, because she has a right to, to judge you because she was this perfect person. It's 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 just it's just a big mess. It's a big mess. Um, having sex is not a sin. If you have sex before you get married, thank God you need to know if you're compatible with the person you're with. <laughs> I mean, you do. I know this is an old saying, but, you know, you drive, you go for a test ride before you buy the car. That's my opinion. But, yes, they, 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 they're superior to most people. And in that superiority, they also only talk to certain people. And when they talk about others, which they do all the time. They're always talking about other people and putting them down. Um, that's what they do. They put them down. No one is good enough. Okay. I recently found out that, um, my mother left her country because her family was so poor. There is nothing wrong with being poor. I'm going to say that right off the bat. There's nothing wrong with being poor. It's not like I'm rich, but what's wrong is that my mother always talked about her father owning a plantation, a sugarcane plantation, and they had money. They had the most money in that town, and it's all false. And I know this for a fact because the person who told me is a family member. Okay, so what else? How about manipulation they manipulate everything you do right they make you feel bad about everything you do what if i mean the christmas is in two days and you are married and you're gonna spend christmas with your in-laws and they live far away from your parents or your mother and you just you know, you're, you're shaking because you know, you have to call her and say, Hey mom, I'm not going to spend Christmas Eve or Christmas day with you because we're going to my in-laws house. And she freaks out, calls you an ungrateful child. How could you do this to me? Um, 
after everything we've done to you, for you, right? It is to you in reality, but for you and the guilt trip, right? This is where I'm going to remind you of fog that if you are doing anything with your mother, with your parents, based on fog, fear, obligation, or guilt, you're doing it for the wrong reason. You should be doing everything in your life, everything based on, I want to do this, not, I'm afraid to say no, I feel obligated, or I feel guilty, okay? Guilty, the, the, the guilt is one of the things that keeps people stuck in the situation that they're in. Um, I had one of my followers tell me that the fear of going no contact is the fear of the guilt. Guys, guilt is a normal part of the grieving process when you go no contact. But let me tell you something. Guilt is also one of the useless, most useless feelings that we have. Guilt does not really help you unless you've actually done something wrong. But sometimes we feel guilty, especially if it's been ingrained in us for things that we should not feel guilty for. And that's why I don't like the feeling of guilt and being afraid of guilt. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now that uh, guilt will pass, right? It will pass. The abuse Is forever if you stay with the narcissist. Okay? Guilt will pass. Now, I am not telling you to go no contact today. (laughs) Right? Wait till the holidays are over because you want to, you don't want to do it right before the holidays. You don't want to have that kind of memory. Right? I would never tell you that. But I do want you to think about what I just said. If you are still in contact, please, Consider the no contact if you're still being abused and manipulated and controlled by the narcissistic mother to consider no contact. And don't worry about what anyone else says because that's none of your business, what they say or what they think. Okay, so this is another thing that you probably noticed and it is, and I will put it in this expression, They can dish it out, but boy, can they not take it. I had many arguments with my mother and, um, she could tell me whatever she wanted. She could say that every decision in my life was wrong, which she did. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it as a blanket statement, but my divorce was a mistake, but getting married to him was a mistake too. Everything I did was wrong. So every decision I've made along the way in my life has been wrong. But if you actually come back and say something back to the narcissist, which is a very normal human response to being attacked, they cannot take it. And most of the time what my mother did, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this, is she would go silent, hang up the phone. I wouldn't even know she hung up sometimes. I would still be talking and and realize that she had hung up the phone. They cannot handle anything. They have no um, emotional maturity. Okay, and if you watch The Bachelorette, 
I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. So if you're laughing right now, I'm not talking about what Bennett said. I'm talking about just being an adult and being able to listen to what someone is saying to you and say, and trying to say, Hey, did I do that? Is there something that I should be doing differently? They have no capacity for self-awareness or ever thinking that they might've made a mistake. So your mother will never, ever admit being wrong. Will never, ever, um, take anything that you say to her negatively well, and you will be shocked at how badly she takes it. Because I was always surprised. I'm like, what the hell happened? It wasn't, there were times that I said things that weren't even meant as any kind of anything. And she took it wrong. She took it as an insult and hung up on me. And I'd be like, what the hell happened? So, you know, it's nice not to have that around. It's nice, you know, sometimes I feel bad. But then talking to you guys has been such, such a good thing for me. Because I talk about things like this and I realize I don't have to deal with that crap anymore. You know, it's been over, it's been three years and three months of freaking freedom and, and lack of this stuff and, and healing, you know, healing, being able to share with you guys and, and knowing that some of you, I have been able to help with my personal experience and my words it has been the best thing that, that could have happened to me. And I can thank my husband for the idea of doing this, of starting my Instagram page, of starting a podcast. So thank you, David, for what you have done. Okay, so what is the next trait? This is the one that usually gets talked about first, um, is like lack of empathy, right? So how do you know if someone has a a lack of empathy? I observe people now when I watch a movie because most of us are empaths and we can cry at the drop of a nickel, right? (laughs) Drop of a quarter, whatever the expression is. We cry, right? We feel for the characters. If you're watching a movie with your mother and she does not react with any feeling to anything that is supposed to have feeling, then that's lack of empathy. They cannot feel for others. Really, the reason is because the only person that they can feel for is themselves, right? They don't cry for other people, like in a real situation. I have seen my mother, I mean, it was in her life for 42 years and watched people die. And my mother never cried after any death, including her own brother who broke my heart because I wasn't allowed to talk to him for many years. And I never got to say goodbye. And I just sobbed. And she said, well, I already did my crying years ago. That's lack of empathy, guys. That's not that she did crying. It's that she cannot cry because she doesn't care. It's not her. Right? Okay. So, another thing, and and that's, this, this podcast is going a little long, but another trait, and this is by no means all of them, it's just a couple of them, is jealousy. Especially 
you girls out there. And I will say that with a mother who's a narcissist, most, not all, most of the time, the scapegoat or the target is a, is the daughter, is a daughter, right? And when the daughter starts to grow up and have her own thoughts and starts to look like a woman, right? So you go to, through puberty and your body changes, they become extremely jealous of you because they're starting to look old. To me, that is so difficult to, to comprehend. And I do because she did it to me. My mother did that to me. And I remember feeling the jealousy coming from her and, and thinking to myself, is that true? Am I, am I reading this correctly? I doubted myself because I have a daughter and all I ever want for my daughter is to be happy and to be healthy and to do better than me. But a narcissistic mother does not want that for their child. They want you to not be happy and fail. And I'm going to tell you the exact moment or one of the moments that I realized that my mother was jealous of me was after I got divorced and I remarried a wonderful man, I could feel it. I could feel that she was jealous because I did something that she would never have had the courage to do, which was divorce someone you don't love and marry a great person that you do love. And I felt that jealousy. And I'm not going to lie to you. It kind of felt good because I knew at that point that she was seeing that I was happy. In that she couldn't stand it. All right, guys, I, I'm going to stop there. This was kind of a heavy one, but every time I make a narcissistic traits uh, podcast, it changes. Right? I tell you different things because with more experiences, I learn more, and I can give you more. Right? Okay, so. Again, I never get through all the traits because there are so many. <laughs> um, and these are not the traits that are listed as the nine traits. And if your mother has five of them, then she's a narcissist. No, these are those things that are specific to a mother who's a narcissist, right? Not just a regular narcissist that you encounter in the world, but your, your mother, right? All right, guys, um, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. I wish with all of my heart that you have the best time possible with the least amount of conflict. Um, go wrap your gifts if you haven't done so. Forget this podcast for now. And I love you all. And I will see you very, very soon. I will make another podcast. And until next time.